So this morning, um, we're going to be looking at our final um, sermons on the, uh, the children's stories revisited. We've been going through um, that series throughout the summer, and we've been looking at the stories that perhaps we only see and read um, in Sunday school. And our final story this morning is The Lost Sheep. Um, so before I start, let me just pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you can speak to each one of us through your word. And I pray that this morning that you would open our hearts and our minds as we explore this story that we know so well. Lord, we pray that you would speak to each one of us in the way that we need to be spoken to this morning. Amen. So the story of the lost sheep. I'm sure that all of you have heard it many, many times. A guy has a hundred sheep. He loses one of them. He leaves the 99, goes off to find the sheep. Um, He finds the sheep. He comes back. He celebrates. God celebrates when we uh, come back to him and he finds us the end. Sermon done. Um, But this morning, we are going to look um, at this well-known story in a little bit more detail. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. Um, So this has been a challenge for me because, um, obviously, I'm normally with the children, so I normally tell the story um, from a children's perspective. And actually, from from a children's group perspective, it's a very easy story to tell. It's an easy story to tell. It's an easy story to remember. There's loads of sheep crafts and and games of children hiding, and it's it's a really easy story um, to do with the children. But this morning, we're going to go beyond the surface of that children's story and just look at it in a bit more detail. Um, So before we get into the bulk of the parable, um, we're going to quickly look at the two verses that started our reading, um, which we often miss out when we tell this story. Um, So verse 1 and 2 that Jane just read of Luke 15, they show us the importance of why Jesus tells this parable. Um, So we're just going to quickly look at those two verses before we jump right into the parable. So verse 1 and 2 say, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So the tax collectors and those that people thought were outcasts and sinners in the society had obviously heard what Jesus was saying and what he was teaching. And so they were all gathering around to hear what Jesus had to say. But the Pharisees, who considered themselves as righteous and they did everything right, they were not happy with the way that Jesus was acting and the people that he was mixing with. They presumably thought that as good, upright people in society, um, that Jesus should be eating with them and not mixing with these terrible people. But Jesus didn't argue with the Pharisees or try to justify or defend himself. Instead, he told the parable of the lost sheep, followed by the parable of the lost coin, and then followed by the parable of the lost son. So he tells three parables in a row proving the point that God cares about those who are lost and those who have wandered away, counteracting this view of the Pharisees of being so good and perfect and holy. They're not three parables about people who think they're good and follow the rules all the time, but each one of them is about something that is lost and needs rescuing or saving. So as Jesus often did, he didn't answer the the Pharisees directly, 
But he told them this story. So as we get into the actual story, let's start by thinking about this one sheep. So sheep don't intentionally get lost. Perhaps this particular sheep had found a lovely patch of green grass, and he was happily munching away, munching, 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 and then suddenly he turns around. The shepherd is nowhere to be seen. The rest of the flock, nowhere to be seen. He is all alone. What's he going to do? So as we imagine this situation, I would like you to close your eyes and imagine that one sheep all alone by himself. And I would like you to picture that sheep in your mind and I'm going to ask you some questions and I would like you to shout out what you think the answer is to this question. Okay? Does the sheep have big teeth? No. Okay, I want everybody to join in with shouting out what they think the answer is. Does the sheep have sharp claws? No. Does the sheep have something that can sting or bite? No. Does the sheep have a loud roar? No. Can the sheep run fast? No. Probably not. Can a sheep swoop down from the sky and catch something and eat it? No. no. Can a sheep change colour like a chameleon and hide? No. Okay, open your eyes. So as we thought about those questions, we see that actually this sheep is quite defenceless. He can't really do anything to defend himself. If anything wandered along and decided, actually, I fancy eating that sheep, he couldn't really do anything to save himself. And you know, sheep aren't very good at directions either. So the sheep couldn't just turn around and get back to the flock because he didn't know how to. He doesn't, he's not very good at directions. So he can't do anything, and the sheep is in danger. There's no way that the sheep can rescue himself. He needs someone to come and help him out of his tricky situation. And in the two other parables, we're mostly focusing on the lost sheep today, but the two other parables that follow, it's the same situation. So the coin that was lost was not able to find itself. It was not just going to roll out from under the cupboard or wherever it was and say, here I am. It needed the woman to come and search for the, for the coin and to find it. And in the story of the lost son, the son came back by himself, but he needed his father's forgiveness in order to be welcomed back into the family. So each one of the lost things needed something to come and rescue them from their situation. And this is where the shepherd comes in. So who out of the children can tell me what a shepherd does? Yeah, Rosie? He looks after the sheep. Yeah, so he makes sure that they have lovely green grass, makes sure that they have water to drink and a safe place to sleep at night. And so this shepherd in the story, he notices that his one sheep is missing. And so he knew that the sheep was unable to rescue himself and so he left the other 99 and went out to find it. And some people might ask, well, that's really silly. Why did he go and leave the 99 who themselves could get into danger just to go and find this one? In fact, um, a few weeks ago, Ben, in his talk, called this the parable of the stupid shepherd, meaning that sometimes it seems pretty silly for the shepherd to leave the 99 sheep 
who might get into danger themselves in order to go and rescue the one who was lost. But let's think about that in another way. I wonder if the children could come up here. Any of the children want to come up here? And we're going to think about if these children were going on a school trip. Okay, anyone else want to come and join us on this school trip? Okay, so when, before they leave, the teacher, she counts all of the children. So she goes one, two, three, four, 98, 99, 100. Right, I've got 100 children on my school trip. Okay, so all the children, they go off and they do various things throughout the day. So if you'd like to all go off, go and do various things. Don't go too far, though. (laughs) Okay, and at the end of the day, they've had a great time. And so the teacher gathers all the children back in. So if all the children can come back in, and then she counts them all over again. Come come back, that's it. Okay, so we've got one, two, three, four, 98, 99. Oh, I've only got 99. What does the teacher do? Does the teacher just say, oh, well, never mind, we'll just leave that child, it doesn't matter. No, of course not. The teacher goes and searches and searches and says, there you are, we found you. Now we've got a 100 children and we can all go back safely to our parents, go back safely to your parents from the school trip. So the teacher would not have just left the one child there and said, never mind, that, that child doesn't matter. She had to make sure that all the 100 children were back safely to their parents. And that is a bit what God is like. He will go to great lengths to find the ones who are lost, the ones who don't yet know him, the ones who once knew him but have wandered away, those who pretend to know him, but deep down they're not too sure. And I'm sure all of us have been there at some point in our lives. Even if we don't feel lost and far away from God right now, there's probably been a time in your life where you didn't know God or perhaps you've wandered away from him. And just like the defenseless sheep who got lost, there is nothing that we can do to rescue ourselves. No matter how much we pray, no matter how much we read the Bible, no matter how much we turn up to church, no matter how much we work hard, give, serve, none of these things can save us and bring us into God's kingdom. So in Ephesians 2, it describes the mess that we were in. We were dead in our transgressions and sins, living far away from God and going our own way. But then in verse 8 and 9 of Ephesians 2, it says this, it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So there is nothing that we can do to earn God's grace. The sheep didn't do anything to deserve being rescued, but the shepherd did it because he loved and cared for his sheep. The Pharisees at the beginning of our passage thought that they could be in God's good books by obeying the rules and trying to be really good all the time. And there's nothing wrong with those things in themselves, but those outward works will not bring us into God's kingdom. The only way that we can enter is through Jesus, the good shepherd, by his amazing grace and not by, his, and not by our works. 
We have all wandered away at some point and, and gone our own way and not God's. But just as the shepherd would go out and rescue the sheep over and over and over again, no matter how many times the sheep wandered away, God, in his great love and mercy, comes looking for us over and over again. And so as we come to the end of the story, we see the sense of joy and celebration that the shepherd experiences when the sheep has found, is found. Sorry. Um, and I wonder if anyone here has ever lost anything that is really precious to them, maybe a really special toy or a special piece of jewellery or something that is really, really special to them. Does anyone, anyone want to put their hand up and tell us? Yep. <laughs> so it was a debate between whether it was the engagement ring and Harrison. And what what was the joy? Did you what was the joy that you sensed when you found Harrison? Was it a happy time? <laughs> yeah. Huge relief. Yep. Yeah. Oscar, have you got a time when you lost something? Could you say it a little bit louder, Oscar? And did you find it again? No. And what what did you feel when you didn't find it again, Oscar? Was it sad? So, if, so we, when, we find, when we lose things and we find them again, there's often a great joy in finding those things because they're so precious and special to us. And if, like Oscar, we haven't found it, then it's a little bit sad, isn't it? We feel a, lo- a loss. We feel kind of disappointed and sad that we haven't found those things. But the shepherd, when he found the sheep, he was so excited that he called all his friends and neighbours together to rejoice with him because he had found that one sheep. And I think there are two things that we can think about from this celebration. So the sense of joy and celebration that there is in heaven when one lost person returns to God. How happy God is when we receive his grace and accept his love for us. When we have a baptism here at St. Mary's, we often clap the child when they've been baptized and we welcome them into the family of God. And I just wonder how much bigger the celebration will be in heaven when someone realizes that it's not by their own works, but only by God's grace that they can be saved. And I think another thing is this sense of celebration is, is that it's a foretaste of heaven. It's a foretaste of what it's going to be like when God's kingdom comes and we can be with God forever. Imagine the sense of joy and worship that there will be when we can see God face to face and be with him in his kingdom. The shepherd seeks us out now, but if we accept his love and his grace and keep accepting it over and over throughout our lives, we will be able to experience this joy and celebration with God in eternity. So we have seen this morning that the parable of the lost sheep is not just a lovely children's story. It's much more than that. 
And as I close, I'm just going to ask you two questions. Are you feeling like the lost sheep today, alone and far away from God? Have you truly accepted God's amazing love and grace for you, or are you striving to earn it by your good works? And whatever your answers are to those questions, I'd like to leave you again with those verses from Ephesians 2. It is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen.